Yes, says Daniel. We do. And he is scrambling to his feet as the others follow him. He is walking inside and thanking the man with the purple glasses before the door shuts. Daniel, their fearless, half-inept leader, whose idea this was. He heard two boys talking last week while in line for the kosher Chinese at Schmolka Bernstein's, where he intended to get one of the warm egg custard tarts he loves to eat, even in the heat. The line was long, the fans whirring at top speed, so he had to lean forward to listen to the boys and what they said about the woman who had taken up temporary residence at the top of a building on Hester Street. As he walked back to 72 Clinton, Daniel's heart skipped in his chest. In the bedroom, Clara and Simon were playing chutes and ladders on the floor, while Varya read a book in her top bunk. Zoya, the black-and-white cat, lay on the radiator in a square frame of sun. Daniel laid it out for them, his plan. I don't understand. Varya propped a dirty foot up on the ceiling. What exactly does this woman do? I told you. Daniel was hyper, impatient. She has powers. Like what? asked Clara, moving her game piece. She'd spent the first part of the summer teaching herself Houdini's rubber band card trick with limited success. What I heard, said Daniel, is she can tell fortunes, what'll happen in your life, whether you'll have a good one or a bad one, and there's something else. He braced his hands in the doorframe and leaned in. She can say when you'll die. Clara looked up. That's ridiculous, said Varya. Nobody can say that. And what if they could, asked Daniel. Then I wouldn't want to know. Why not? Because, Varya put her book down and sat up, swinging her legs over the side of the bunk. What if it's bad news? What if she says you'll die before you're even a grown-up? Then it'd be better to know, said Daniel, so you could get everything done before. There was a beat of silence. Then Simon began to laugh, his bird's body fluttering. Daniel's face deepened in color. I'm serious, he said. I'm going. I can't take another day in this apartment. I refuse. So who the hell is coming with me? Perhaps nothing would have happened were it not the pit of summer, with a month and a half of humid boredom behind them and a month and a half ahead. There is no air conditioning in the apartment, and this year, the summer of 1969, it seems something is happening to everyone but them. People are getting wasted at Woodstock and singing Pinball Wizard and watching Midnight Cowboy, which none of the gold children are allowed to see. There's rioting outside Stonewall, ramming the doors with uprooted parking meters, smashing windows and jukeboxes. They're being murdered in the most gruesome way imaginable, with chemical explosives and guns that can fire 550 bullets in succession, their faces transmitted with horrifying immediacy to the television in the Gold's kitchen. They're walking on the motherfucking moon, said Daniel, who had begun to use this sort of language, but only at a safe remove from their mother. James Earl Ray is sentenced, and so is Sirhan Sirhan, and all the while, the Golds play jacks or darts or rescue Zoya from an open pipe behind the oven, which she seems convinced is her rightful home. But something else created the atmosphere required for this pilgrimage. 
They are siblings this summer, in a way they will never be again. Next year, Varya will go to the Catskills with her friend, Aviva. Daniel will be immersed in the private rituals of the neighborhood boys, leaving Clara and Simon to their own devices. In 1969, though, they are still a unit, yoked, as if it isn't possible to be anything but. I'll do it, said Clara. Me too, Simon said. So how do we get an appointment with her, asked Varya, who knew by 13 that nothing comes for free. What does she charge? Daniel frowned. I'll find out. So this is how it started, as a secret, a challenge, a fire escape they used to dodge the hulking mass of their mother, who demanded that they hang laundry or get the goddamn cat out of the stovepipe whenever she found them laughing.